enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory and when these things begin to come to pass then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone. The prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Brother Phil coming to y'all live on a Tuesday night. Uh, I'd like to welcome y'all from uh, Justin TV and Blog Talk Radio. Uh, We're going to be here for about 30 minutes to an hour, maybe more. Uh, We'll see. Uh, But uh, I wanted to start off by uh, giving an illustration about walking in darkness. Um, going camping, they normally give you a packing list, uh, whoever goes camping. You know, your kids might go camping. And um, when they give you a camping list, uh, on in that camping list is normally uh, flashlights or some way to get around in the dark. Um, I know when I was in the military, we uh the number one thing was to get around at nighttime, especially when you had guard duty and you had to prepare yourself uh, for uh you know to get around at night to see your post. you would use a flashlight um on the roads when you're driving around um there is of course lights on your car uh so when you're driving you know down a highway, you don't if you don't have don't have your lights on, you're gonna get pulled over. Uh so lights is important. And Jesus uses the illustration and he reads uh it reads in Matthews five fourteen sixteen. Uh it says, You are the light of the world and uh it talks about uh if a town on a hill cannot be hidden um, it says, it, 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 the, the scriptures read, a town built upon a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it in a in a stand and give it light to everyone. Um, so when you're walking, the Bible talks about walking in darkness. Um, and it also talks about walking in light. And we know that we would rather have light so we can see than dark so we can't see. And uh, I'd rather have light myself. Well, anyway, I have some a few scriptures here, a few more scriptures here. Remind me if I kind of move around a little bit. Uh, the King James says, Let your light so shine before men that... Um, they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. And the number one thing is to glorify God, to glorify the Father, to glorify Jesus through the Holy Spirit. 
That is the number one thing we want to do. Uh, today's show, I want to base it off of helping some people out of bondages to sin. And y'all probably heard me say some things before. I don't really, you know, talk about this, but this is my pet peeve. This is my pet peeve is that people don't know the word of God. And my pet peeve is for is when I don't know the word of God and I'm ignorant towards the word of God. Um, if y'all see me kind of um, hesitating a little bit, it's because I'm fixing some things on my uh, on the on the screen, so I can actually fix things that are uh, messed up as I broadcast. And it's kind of hard because I can't chew gum and walk at the same time. But anyway, um, so it's nicer to get around with light. I I, I like. I like to sleep at night. I like I like the quietness of light, light uh, uh, excuse me, dark. I I like uh, to have campfires. I like uh, you know at dinner time when it's dark and everybody's at the table and we're eating. I like those things, but I also like to have light. Um, so just like in Ecclesiastes, there's a time to <laughs> have light. And there's a time to have darkness. Uh, but the darkness spiritually, there's never a time that we should want to live in uh, darkness. We should never want to live in darkness. And if we live in darkness, the Bible says that if we if if we hate our brother, then we are in darkness, and we no, we no longer in light. Uh, but we are the light of the world. So when you hate your brother, <laughs> you look bad. Therefore, you are in the dark. Um, and my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So you are what? In the dark. So if you lack knowledge, you, you're, in, you're spiritually in the dark. And the word of God talks a lot about knowledge, uh, the knowledge of God. Matter of fact, in, 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 in Ephesians, it talks about a prayer for knowledge, the proper knowledge of God. We want that proper knowledge. Uh, knowledge of God that we'll be able to tell uh, the schemes of the devil. We'll be able to fight the weapon of others. We'll be able to fight the warfare uh, that that is waged against us because it's mostly in the mind. The where the, the the warfare that you are in is in the mind. It's not. <clears throat> excuse me. It's not. Um, uh, it's not. So much uh, you are fighting a, a demon. Some people might have that that type of uh, experience. I know I have when I was asleep, and I, at that time I had sleep apnea, but something was on top of me yelling. It was like on my face, and excuse me for the people who are looking at uh, Justin, but it was on my face. It was just on top of me, and I woke up, and my heart was like racing. And I knew that wasn't normal. I knew that was a demon because the demons can't stand me. At that time, because I, my church was was going out witnessing, and I was, you know, I was on fire for God, and and they wanted to stop me. And boy, did they try to stop me. Um, we have to be aware of those things because God wants us to. Uh, know his words. As faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And see, faith is a shield that is used in Ephesians chapter 6 to block 
uh, coming arrows that are coming in against your mind. And um, a lady had told me when I called uh, for prayer one day, back when I was in Hawaii, she had told me, she said, uh, you know, if you want to listen to a football game on the radio, uh, on the radio, you have to tune in to the radio station that has the football game. And if if you want to watch the football game, you're not on a rock station. If you want to watch the football game, you're not on listening to a R and B station. If you want to watch the football game, you're not tuned in to a uh, rock uh, to a uh, country music station. You are tuned in to the sports station. So. If, if we're going to serve God, we have to be tuned in to the word of God. We have to be tuned into the spirit. What did he tell the lady at the well? He told her we must we must worship God in spirit and what? Truth. See, the Holy Spirit comes and resides in the, in the Christian. And the Holy Spirit guides you through the word. He says, this word that I have given to you that you might have eternal life. This word, the word of God cleanses us. It regenerates us, and, it, and it, purpose, it gives us purpose to go out, and he, he is our, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus and the good works. We, we, he will, he, in, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, says, he will continue this thing until the day of the Lord, until it's complete. And I believe that. A, guy, a brother gave me. Uh, scripture when I was homeless. Well, I wasn't even homeless. I was at home in Michigan, and I went to. Uh, I was going to make a decision to go west coast uh, a couple of years ago with no money in my pocket. So he told me, you know, he. I was sitting there waiting, waiting to um, donate plasma, and the the brother was just sitting. There. I never met him before, and he was just sitting there. He said, "Well, you know, pray about it and uh, and go home and pray about it." So I went home and pray about it, and all of a sudden this thing came in my mind: rejoin the army. And uh, so he gave me that scripture, uh, Philippians 1, 6. And, uh, but I'm going to come back to Philippians 1, 6, but it's, a, it's an awesome uh, scripture. But I want to read something to y'all. Well, the Bible asks us to set our affections on things above, not on things below. And uh, then I'm going to read another scripture for you guys. But I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, uh, I'm going to go ahead and grab my Bible. It says, and... Uh, Colossians chapter 3 says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on earth. So your affections are supposed to be set on the things of God. Your affections are not to be set on this world. This world is not our home. We're pilgrims here. So I guess I can look at the camera, right? <laughs> it gets hard. I can't. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that you see, you don't see behind the scenes where you have to get this stuff together and it, it, it has to work kind of perfectly or else it's not going to work. And it's hard to just look at the screen when I got the, the, the Bible on, on actually on the screen and here. So it gets kind of hard. But anyway, for y'all, the blog talk radio, just ignore what I just got to saying. So I'm going to take a break. Uh, with uh, blog, uh, Justin TV, and we'll be right back. Okay, Justin TV, we'll be back in Blog Talk Radio. Um, okay, so he's saying that we need to set our, set our affections on things above, not on things below. So the things above is the kingdom of God, prayer, reading your word, fellowshipping, but the number one thing is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Uh, that is the number one thing that you're looking for. You, you, you want you want to seek the Lord's face. The Bible says, and um, I think it's Psalms. It says, "Kiss the sun, lest, lest he may get away from you." Or kiss the sun now before you run out of time. Meaning, have a relationship with Jesus Christ while you're still alive. That you can, you, and that's the way you get to heaven is to have a relationship with the God of the universe. And we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, so, let me read to y'all. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 and I want to read the King James Version <clears throat> it says this I say then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh huh so right here in Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 and 2 and actually verse 1 and 2 and it says, uh, it says uh, the same thing sort of it's telling us to set our affections on things above but Colossians, uh, uh, excuse me, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 says for us to uh, to walk in the spirit and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So walking in the spirit is the spirit leadership. And the leadership of the spirit is going to, t- is going to have you go to... Uh, to set your affections on things above, not on things on earth. So the Spirit of God is going to point you in a direction to set your affections on things above. The Spirit is going to be like a part, uh, like a like a friend, like a partner, like a daddy, like a like like Jesus. Just like when Jesus was with the disciples. Of course, they didn't have the Holy Spirit then. But Jesus was walking with the disciples. He said, oh, you of little faith. And sometimes we're like that nowadays. Sometimes we don't have the, the faith. Sometimes we don't. That's why the Bible wants us to, he wants us to read the word of God on a daily basis. On a, on a, uh, sometimes you, you need to read it enough to meditate on it. Because you're, in, the, in the spiritual, you have to uh, Meditate on God's word. In the physical, you have to medit- You have to eat your food. That's why your parents say, "Chew your food, son. Make sure you chew your food. Don't just garf it down." Because I'm a 43 years old, and I garf food down. I didn't even taste it. What, what that taste like again? Cheesecake. You know, yeah. cheesecake. You can't garf down because it's just ugh, going in your mouth. But you have to. You have to. Your your body has to be able to. To comprehend what the food is being processed, the word of God is the same thing. Yo, know, the word of God, you have to comprehend the word of God. So, when the Bible says to walk in the spirit, and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh, and the women at the well was told that we must worship God in spirit and in truth. The spirit is going to guide you to that truth. The spirit is going to comprehend the truth for you. So, I hope I ain't mixing nobody up, but the Spirit of God takes the Word of God and shows you what God's will is for your life. And the Word of God uh, is the guiding light to that life. And uh, I'm going to read Psalm 19, verse 105. The biggest chapter in the Bible, one nineteen Psalms one nineteen, 
verse 105. It says, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So, going back to the camping trip, going back to driving down the road, <clears throat> you need you need to turn on your lights when you're driving. If you're going to be walking in the forest, you need to have light. It is the physical. It is the only way we can get around. You unless you can unless the moon was your light. And but by the way, the moon is created by God Himself. So, <laughs> what light? <laughs> but in the millennium period, the Bible says that. God himself will be the light for his people. So if we're going to walk in the light, we must seek God's face. We must be led by his spirit. We must walk in the spirit. In other words, in order to walk in the spirit, I heard a brother say, I think it's Josh, Josh, Josh McDowell, or Josh, Josh McDonald. Um, yeah, the brother, I think he's out of the Tri-Cities. Anyway, he was saying um, that in walking in the spirit or, or, or exercising the presence of God on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute basis, that's why the Bible says pray without ceasing. You should be talking to God all day. If he's your God, he's your father, you should be coming closer to God. You should not coming closer. You should already be close to God. Folks, it's an action. It's not like, oh, I struggle to get close to God. No, it's, you know what? I'm going to get close to God. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of just being so far away. It's not, it's not like, you know, I'm going to keep the house clean. I'm going to start cleaning the house. I promise I'm going to clean out that garage. I'm going to clean up next day. I'm going to clean out the garage two weeks later. I'm going to clean out the garage. No, getting close to God is actually getting on your knees, finding some time to get on your knees. Now, spending time with God is not so much of a ritual or or something you have to do to punch the clock. Um, oh, look, I spent 20 hours. I mean, I spent two hours. Uh, uh, per you know the whole week, all together two hours. We need to actually spend some time with God. Man, I'm talking to the choir now. We need to spend time with God because the peace that He gives me, I don't understand sometimes myself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. I should be fighting to get that peace. I should be. I, be, I should be just like, man, I need that peace. God, I love it when you give me perfect peace. The Bible says, I, I'll keep them in perfect peace whose eyes have stayed on me. I'm not trying to preach to y'all tonight. I'm just telling y'all. God gives you, when you seek the Lord, he gives us peace. Beyond understand. I don't even understand how can I have so much peace when I'm seeking God. And then, and then the flesh wants to just blow it off. The flesh does not want you to say, okay, he's giving me peace. This is good peace. This is, this is awesome. Your, your flesh would rather just... Go ahead and, and dabble in your in your sorrows because something happened that you know you're not too happy about and you're not thankful anyway. But I hope I hope I'm I'm, I'm making some sense uh, with with something. But um, as soon as I find my uh, switchboard, <laughs> I'm gonna take a break. I swear, man. 
my switchboard actually is on another computer. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. There's <laughs> so much stuff in this garage, man. You will just laugh. You like, man, this is crazy. But uh, I'm gonna take a break, and uh, I'll be right back. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Sometimes I kind of like think that maybe Obama is just doing that, and, and maybe President Obama and Prime Minister Netanyahu got together a couple of months ago and decided to put on an act. Uh, sometimes I get that notion, and then sometimes I get the notion that he's just completely turning his back on Israel, and then there's the middle line uh, that I kind of interpret sometimes. Uh, so 
there's strange signs. Uh, if y'all heard about the uh, strange smells that's coming from California, South California, going all the way up to you know, San Francisco, a buddy of mine told me, brother of mine told me. Um, some people say that there's, some of the scientists say that the strange smell is a sign that we're going into a uh, major earthquake sometime in, in the near future. Uh, and that's what the earth trying to tell us. Uh, and uh, we know the ring of fire is, is, is just that right about now it's on fire. It's a fire. It's on fire. Um, there's earthquakes. If you look, um, uh, probably I got a earthquake, um, software program on my computer somewhere. It's really good. It's global. And it shows, excuse me, all the earthquakes that have been transpiring for a while. And, um, I also get a sister, have a sister on um, Facebook who, uh, <coughs> who has a um, group that she just focuses on, on earthquakes and man, it's earthquakes in diverse places, big time. Um, a couple of, about a year or two ago, when, oh, actually, well, let's go back even further. When I first moved into this house in 2006, actually seven, um, the earthquakes wasn't that big. I mean, we had earthquakes, but it wasn't like this. Now, since the beginning of this year, it's off the map. Uh, and uh, the Bible said that there will be earthquakes in diverse places, in different places. And they're deep earthquakes. As a matter of fact, they're much deeper earthquakes that um, the, you can't really tell if you're just walking around. Um, it's, so, it's pretty much deep, but it's still a measurement uh, especially the more earthquakes you have, the measurement of, um, you know, that the earth is, is changing uh, in that particular area or globally. And the Bible talks about in Romans chapter 8 that the earth groans and moans for the redemption of the sons of God, or, or meaning the people of God, the saints. Um, and... Um, that's exactly what it's doing. Uh, also, um, the, the two sons that's been seen, I think, is Britain. Uh, and if, if you're around, bro, uh, you listen to the show, just let me know where, where it's coming from again. Uh, I think he said Britain. But anyway, uh, <coughs> excuse me. So uh, two sons in the sky. You can look it up on uh, Google or you can look it up on YouTube. And these are actually two sons. Uh, and sometimes I'm thinking that all those Comet Ellen and people from last year got hoodwinked by Satan and by uh, NASA and by other organizations, and this thing really exists. Uh, and they call it Nibiru. But we will, we'll find out one of these days that, um, yeah, we were hoodwinked. But uh, President Obama went to the bottom of the uh, ground in Colorado Airport, where it's a city underneath the city, and uh, all the uh, thing, everything shut down. Um, the stock market shut down. Uh, uh, the businesses shut down. The corporations shut down. Queen, I think even Queen Elizabeth came to Denver, uh, and I think it was just a trial run. And I believe that. Um, they they were they were practicing for something. They were doing something. If you ever go to the Denver airport, I've been there before. Had I known about the pictures on the walls, uh, the um, 
if you go to Denver Airport and you go, if I would have known that, because I was just through there in 2008 because I had to go down there and do some military stuff. And I wish I, I, I wish to God I wish I knew about that stuff then. I would have went and took pictures of it. But anyway, it's about, if you go check it out on Google, it, it's pictures of uh, the mural. They call it mural. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Art, where it's describing, you know, total control society, 1984 type thing, where you can have, a, they have kids in caskets and, and then people with, uh, mask on the police with mask on and it's just freaky and uh, I, I mean i suggest y'all look it up in google's image denver airport conspiracy or denver airport uh, new D- nwa uh, nwa <laughs> that's a rap group nwo <laughs> um but um Who's been uh, keeping an eye on the Middle East? Who has not been keeping an eye on the Middle East? All you watchers out there, all the people who like Bible prophecy, I mean, I'm nobody new. I tell people I don't know the patents on Bible prophecy. And I find myself sometimes taking it personal. Who you, you think Obama's the Antichrist? And I get mad about it because I don't think Obama's the Antichrist. The reason why I don't, reason why I don't believe he's the Antichrist is because the Bible gives you an illustration of what the Antichrist is going to look like. <laughs> And it says he says that he should have a look more stout than his fellows. What does that mean? That means he's taller than his fellows. Um, I believe that the Antichrist is not on the scene. I don't think he's anywhere in sight. I don't think he's nobody on in politics right now. Now, um, do, how do I know this? I think the the Ten Kings have to rise first. <laughs> they have to be actually. The people who are left behind after the rapture are going to know, especially the people who used to study Bible prophecy and they fell back, they're going to know that the ten kings have to actually rise up. And the Bible says, I look, and behold, from among them come a little horn. Now, if the ten kings are not, now people say, well, Europe is the, the beast. But Europe, if you look at Europe, Europe is fragmented and all. They don't know if they're coming and going right about now. So tell me where the ten are coming from. I believe that the ten kings, and you you got to remember, the Antichrist is a replacement for Christ, and he's also a uh, opposed to Christ. So let's look at the replacement for Christ. The Antichrist will be just like Jesus Christ in the sense that he had instead of 12 disciples or 13, whatever Jesus had, or 13, 12 disciples, he will have 10, which is the number of judgment. So he has 10, but the Bible says in, in Daniel chapter 7 that he has to rise up after the 10. So somehow or another organization will come on TV after the rapture of the church and say this is the organization that will lead us into the rest of the 21st century. <laughs> so who is this organization? Uh, I'm I'm going to wage on that one, and I'm going to tell you it's the same organization that Nikolai Sarkozy started they called the Mediterranean Union. Of course, it will probably get a new name. After World War One, <clears throat> the League of Nations was formed, and that was a bust. 
after World War II, the United Nations, and you know that's a bust. You got a lying experience. Even the young kids got experiences. <laughs> you, <laughs> United Nations is a bust. Um, so after World War Three, it's going to be another plate organization that's formed. History seems to repeat itself. So when people say, "Well, it's the European Union," it's not just the European Union. It's, the European Union is uh, part of it. If you look at Daniel chapter two, uh, and it started. If you look at the head, you know that Nebuchadnezzar was the head of gold, and then the shoulders were media Persian, and then the chest was uh, Greece, and then the legs, the two legs, was Rome, and then the two feet was New Rome. So how can you get away with saying, oh, just, it's just Europe? How did, and they get mad about me saying it's just it's both. It's Europe, Africa, South Africa, and most of the Middle East. Now, remember, God is trying to give you a clue. He says that in he shall in the him and he shall subdue three of the first ten. Just off that, what does that tell y'all? So if it's if it's Europe, South Africa, and the Middle East, and they're broken up into ten regions. So we say five in Europe, two in Africa, and three in the Middle East. So what the Antichrist does is he subdues three, which is the Middle East, which is the Caliphate, and he rises out of Syria, if that's the place he rises out of. Now, what I think is going to happen is, just like the Afghanistan um, uh, president, i got to remember his name, was put in charge, and just like the Iraqi president was put in charge um, after the Americans bombarded these countries were shocking all. Then what happened? They put this these individuals in charge, and um, and said we we we're gonna run this thing. We're gonna we we, we got your back. We're gonna help you out. And then he looks tough in public, but they still pulling the screens, just like they pulling Barack Obama's screens, just like they pulling everybody else's screen. But you notice notice Canada's president is kind of like. Acting kind of out of touch. I hope he don't end up getting harmed. The last president I know done that got shot at was Reagan, and the last one I know before him, <laughs> Reagan got put in the place real quick. <laughs> Reagan said, "Okay, okay, 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 okay." Uh, Nancy, uh, Nancy, uh, they shot. Oh, but John F. Kennedy, you know, he was like, "Man, secret societies." The minute he did that speech, man, they said he got to go. He was the last great. I mean, he was the last president. I won't say great. I like the, my best president is John Kennedy, regardless of what. Well, he cheated on his wife, but David cheated on his wife too, and he. I know I don't cheat on my wife. <laughs> that's something. I mean, that's twenty. That's thirty, forty-five years ago, man. I mean, as a Christian, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say, well, I should, I should pick my heroes wisely. He's not my hero. I just like him as a president. I thought he was kind of cool, being young. You know, we need that type of thing. We all thought Barack Obama was going to be the person, but uh, I never, I, I never, I was kind of excited on election night, but that was about it. 
I mean, I kind of like jumped on, you know, the excitement bandwagon saying we got a new president. And after that, I started like, man, this dude is, is, is he's going to be a disaster because you knew, you know, for real, you got a chance. You got one night to be stupid. That was my night. And after the same, you can ask my wife, the next day I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and I say, this dude ain't going to do nothing. And surely did. He did nothing. <laughs> Spend money. That's about it. But we're supposed to pray for him. Pray for Barack Obama. I don't care if he's coconut color, uh, silver, gold, or what. I don't care. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to sit up here and say, I'm going to be obedient to God. And God told us that we need to pray for our leaders. Um, so let me let me take a drink break. I need to take a swallow. Hold on for a second, please. Oh man, these late night shows is wow. But you know, I I I'm loving to be alive right now. Um, I don't. I'm not sad about anything. Um, I'm more sad about. Uh, I have two kids. One of them's two, and one of them's four. And they they got a weird relationship. They, they're like, uh, who? I don't know. They, 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 they. Is I guess you got to blame yourself as a parent. <laughs> but these two kids fight like the girl is so tough. But they don't, you know, they don't fight to a point where they break break blood. But they they fight like. She scratches him, and you can see his face. I mean, it's all cleared up now, but you can see the the scratches. And this chick, once she scratched the boy, she'll come right back. Okay, she got her revenge. She'll sit there and look at him and do it again. And he'll be sitting there, and I'm like, man, are you serious? And she's only two. And she'll just sit there and just look at him like, don't do it no more. <laughs> don't do it no more. And the little boy just, I mean, the girl is so tough. And then you're like, what did I do to do this? I mean, is it the teeth? I mean, we let them watch cartoons. And we, I'm thinking, I don't hit my wife. My kids don't hit each other, my older kids. And I'm just like, wow, these kids, man. They the, they the coolest kids in the world, though. My little boy is the funniest thing in the world. My little girl, she's just so sweet. But I just kind of, like, wonder. But one thing I've been wondering lately is how old they're going to be after the rapture. Because you know they're going to be raptured. And, and, oh, I don't believe in the rapture. It's church. <sighs> and they get vicious, like start foaming at the mouth and want to kill you. I'm seriously. People, they, you mentioned the rapture somewhere in the wrong place on Facebook or YouTube and make our enemies right away. I put rapture in the, in the, um, in the uh, tags on the show. And... I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get some hate mail. As long as you, every time I put rapture in there, especially if you open up a chat room, you put the word rapture in there, you got you got some monkeys on your back right away. I'm I'm telling you. But um, we live in strange, interesting times, to say the least. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, how old will my kids be? Now we sit outside. God sits outside of time. So when we get new bodies, the Bible says we should be changed in a moment in a twinkle of, of an eye. And a twinkle of an eye is like you take one second and divide it into 12. 
I mean, it's, I mean, it's quick. Um, so I was like thinking, well, they're gonna be like, they're not gonna really have an age, but if they were on Earth, how old would they be? Like Jesus was thirty, and he's thirty-three when he when he died and resurrected and went to heaven. So he's thirty-three years old. So I'm thinking, I better hug my kids right quick. You know, <laughs> start spending more time with your kids, hugging them and stuff, because you ain't gonna get it today. In the twinkle of an eye, they're gonna be thirty years old walking around heaven, talking, about, "What's up, Dad?" What's up, man? Let's go and have some prayer breakfast or something. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. And then I'm thinking, how would it look like? What is it going to look like when you get raptured? I mean, because if you look at the Jewish wedding, and and and, and, and it's based off Jewish wedding, believe it or not. And they used to have this uh, hoopa, hoopa thing, and, and they would pick the, uh, the, the bride up and put her in this hoopa thing. The hoopa, it's like a chariot, but with no with no sides, and it would be this beautiful drapes on it and things like that. And I was thinking, man, that'd be cool. Whatever the rapture is going to look like, um, I want to I want to know what it's going to look like myself. I didn't say just wait and see. Yeah, I guess I wait and see, but it's nice to imagine instead of trying to imagine something dirty. Why don't you imagine something that's heavenly? Uh, So they say you so earthly minded that you know heavenly good. If you're earthly minded, that's about the best. That's the majority of the church. But if you heavenly minded, you, there's no such thing as being so heavenly minded that you know earthly good. Because if you, if you, if it's based off truth, you're going to be the right type of heavenly minded. If it's not based off truth, you might be a little arrogant, uh, or you might be a little rambunctious and and quick to mouth off to somebody you know, or or you're going to be pretty much judging everybody else but yourself uh, and that's particularly what was happening but I'm feeling that the Holy Spirit is telling me that I need to move on um, with something else but I'm I'm going to go ahead and take an, one more break I'm going to listen to uh, one of the brother's songs as soon as I get my uh, as soon as I find it and then we'll be right back
Dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture an American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. This habit forming. This habit forming. Use the truth carefully. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's anamericanwarning.com. Thank you. 
Cognitive Processes on Blog Talk Radio. Bible lays out our future, and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible, and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? Does it really matter? I don't want to know. I really don't. I guess all the post-trippers want to know because they're going to see him. They want to see him. I would I would just love to see. I want to be next to a couple of post-trippers and the rapture of the church. The only scripture that scares me, though, is it says that he's only coming to those who are watching. So what if you're a post-tripper, but your heart is right? Now, the danger of not knowing when the football game is going to be is you can get blown out. Not being prepared for a test in college, you can get a really nasty grade. Um, So, if you don't know when, if you believe that you're going to have to see all these signs, including big meteorites hitting the the, um, oceans and poisoning water, and your your kids are laying there because remember there's no you know all babies got to go through the tribulation period um that's sad i mean there's no hope in titus uh it talks about having you know hope it says in um Thessalonians that you uh are to uh, to encourage each other with the rapture of the church that the church is going to be taken out you got to encourage each other, uh, and uh, that's the, that's the, that's the great encouragement. To, to, I don't even think a lot of the Christians are actually phantoming uh, or phantoming. What is it? Phantom? What did I get that word? Phantom? I don't. I don't think they're contemplating how great Christ, uh, how great heaven's going to be. I, I, I mean, I don't even think we we get it. I believe that when the Bible says that we see through a glass half, you know, half dimly, I, I think uh, we are blind to how great heaven is going to be, and I can't wait to go there. Uh, now, I'm the type of person, and I think many of y'all are, who we got goals and ambitions here on Earth. You know, I like to be, you know, come out of nowhere and be mayor, or governor of a state, or Something like that, but you know what? I, I mean, I, I'll I'll take those goals and 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 think about them, but they, they don't consume me. What consumes me is a relationship with Jesus Christ and knowing that when I die, I'm going to go to heaven. And that's what I want. 
I, I want to see Jesus. I want to see. I want to. See, I want to meet the disciples. I want to meet Peter. That's the first thing I want to do is go to Peter and say, "Man, look, so how was it?" Uh, I don't think he's gonna be like way he was. And, you know, the Holy Spirit got a hold of him, and he's in heaven and he's already you know talking to Jesus now. So after the rapture of the church, he gets a glorified body. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's not gonna be so anxious to say something. I'll open up his mouth. There was two big Mr. Big Mouths in the in the uh, in the Bible, the Antichrist and Peter. Of course, Peter didn't mean any harm. Um, he didn't mean any harm, even though he was told to get behind me, Satan. And um, sometimes my family members can be told to get behind me, Satan, because sometimes family members don't have the same goals and aspirations to follow the kingdom of God as we do. And Colossians chapter 3, it talks about seek, set your affections on things above. He didn't say that for no reason. See, the Bible just don't say things for no reason. I think I'll just go ahead and write. Paul said, I think I'll just go ahead and write this. You know, Jesus said, I think I'll just go ahead. You know, I think I'm going to go ahead and tell this crowd this. And I really don't mean it, though. And they'll, they'll be they, you know, they understand. I mean, I really don't mean it, you know. But uh, people kind of, you know, look, they skip over Romans chapter 6, that should we sin that grace may abound, you know, that type of thing. I don't want to read this. I want to go ahead and go to chapter 7. It says how much I struggle. And chapter 8, the victory. But but then uh, the Bible says that carnal mind God, is enmity against God. They don't, want, they don't want, I'll just skip over this verse right here. And I'll just go to here. Right? Therefore, there's con, there no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not at the, you know, they even kind of skip that a little bit because I really don't want that. You know, I want to just you know, kind of skip here too. And I'll, I'll just go ahead and read what I want to read. And then, you know, walking, it says, uh, walk in the spirit and you would not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'll just skip that too. Hmm. You brother, man, you can't do that. And these things are going to help you. Once you know what God wants you to do, uh, then, the spirit of God will help you. You must worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, so the spirit gives you power, the same resurrection power that Jesus rose from the dead with, and the same he's going to use to raise everybody else to us. It's the same power. God can do anything, man. God can do anything. If Jesus can raise the dead, he can deliver you. Now, here's what I want to say. Um, yeah, I believe that we can raise, you know, we can, we, the Bible said one key thing. Now, remember Jesus was raising the dead and he was healing the blind and he was, you know, healing the leopards and things like that. He said this, he said, you do like, you do this too, but uh, you also do something greater. And what's the greater thing? The last thing Jesus said. Uh, of course, when Mark, when Matthew, the book of Matthew, ended in twenty-eight, um, in, in chapter twenty-eight, says, so "Go ye and making disciples." Now, the greater thing is, it has to do with eternal life, because you can heal somebody in this in this world, but then 
if they don't have eternal life, they go to hell, regardless if you can heal. So here, come on to my prophecies. So I'm going to go ahead and heal you. Let me touch you now. Come on up. Stand up. You can walk now. I mean, what difference does it make if I walk right into hell? What difference does it make? Greater works will you do. And the greater works is to preach the gospel. That Jesus transforms lives. That Jesus frees from sin. That Jesus will set you free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. He says, without holiness, you will not see God. He will, you will not. He says he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. If you believe in the rapture. He's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. So why would a church without spot or blemish go to the tribulation period? The only way you get spot, spot or blemish is through the relationship with Jesus Christ, through his, his righteousness, not ours. Through identifying that I am a child of the most high God. And I am now righteous because I am identified as righteousness through him. But my life must mimic Jesus. My, my, my life must be in Christ. You are going to be raptured because you are under, you are in Christ. Not because you are outside of Christ. What did he say to the church of Philadelphia? Versus what did he say to the church of Laodicea? What did he say to the church of Laodicea? I wish you were hot or cold, but you're lukewarm. So in other words, he wants you to be hot. He don't want you to be cold. So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things. And I love this the, how our lives are touched by trials and tribulations to knock us off balance so he can pick us up. I'm going to have to, it's probably too late. I didn't even understand. Hey, let me do something right quick. If I can even get to it. I might not be able to get to it, folks. But uh, anyway, I'm going to do something. I might get knocked off, but hold on for a second. I'll be right back. No commercials either. I'm just. I'm still, still sitting here. Okay, I don't know if it did it or not, and I don't even know if I'm still on with y'all, but stand by, because I was just listening, I was uh, paying attention to just preaching, and uh, I don't know if it's even going to give me any time. Hold on for a second, stand by. I don't think it is. So anyway, if, if I can't get on here, I'll see y'all later. Um, actually, it is on, is it? I, don't, I can't tell. I get so confused sometimes. 
with all of this stuff. I got gadgets and I think I'm short circuit tonight because I've been, I, 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 it worked the way I hooked everything up. It worked because I'm on, I'm on, on Justin TV and I'm on a blog talk at the same time, but I had to rig some stuff up and I'm not always here cause I'm with my kids and I'm uh, all, all day, you know? Uh, so, uh, when I'm when I get a chance to come down here and do something, I have to do it real quick. So, uh, thank God that I was able to. <clears throat> that she said ninety seconds, so I went in there and rigged some stuff together, and I can continue. But um, but you know, let me let me just tell y'all that in order to stop, uh, somebody says, "Well, I I I have a problem with pornography." Well, the closer you get to Jesus, you know, so the closer I get to you, the more you mean. <laughs> I'm just joking. I had to put that in there. But the closer you get to Jesus, and the more you stare in his wonderful face, the less you're going to have the problem. And I know people don't want to hear this easy fix. Um, let me say it another way. If you throw me a ball and I'm looking the other way, I'm going to drop it. These are parables I'm doing right now. Um, Let's see another one. If you don't take a bath, in four days you will be stink. Uh, That might not even hit anybody the right way. Let me rephrase it again. Uh, Let me think of another one. The Bible says that submit, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Of course, he'll be right back a couple of days later because he wants to test your mettle. Um, when Jesus told Peter to come out and walk on the water, he did it. And he was successful until he took his eyes off Christ. Then he fell and Jesus picked him back up. And that's our life right there. Jesus picked him back up and he starts, you know, gets back in the boat. But in, in life sense, Peter was awesome for God. Yeah, he denied Christ three times, and but look what happened in the in he in the in the New Testament later on in the epistles, he was he was on fire for God, and like I say, he's gonna be the first person I want to meet, one of the people I want to meet besides my Lord, and um, John the Baptist. I'm a, a man. He's like an animal. He's he's divided between the the New and the Old Testament. <laughs> So I want to meet him. I want to meet Moses, of course. And I want to meet some saints, some a low, you know, old lady that worked at the. Um, nobody saw her, you know. She's working and underneath, and she had all the grandkids and the grand, you know, the parents. I want to meet people like that who 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 God would you would otherwise wouldn't think anything of her. And when she here, she's in heaven shining. You walking up on her, oh my God! You have to put some heavenly sunglasses on, cause she's shining. And then you see all these big cats that actually got in heaven, and they were actually little cats. But heaven is gonna be fair all the way around. You're gonna love heaven anyway, regardless of your little cat or big cat. I don't really, me myself, I would just like to make it there. Not, not. I'm not saying it to a sense where I'm just gonna just, you know, go ahead and and, and do what I feel like down here, and then and then don't make it up there. That's not my point. I, you know, party like until it's 1999. 
but I'm saying um, to uh, serve the Lord with all your heart, and then you know make it. But you want to make you want you want to do it to a point where you want to not come up empty when you stand in front of Jesus and give an account. Um, and um, and sometimes those those weights, uh, pornography, and you know, and um, anger and stress, you know, strife, and all those things slow you down. Uh, and um, you're not able to, you know, do what God wants you to do because we are weighed down with, with the things uh, that easily beset us. <clears throat> now, um, when we uh, put God first, we have that we we don't have the problems as much, but we do have trials and tribulations because. And Acts, it says that by many, many struggles, we're in heaven. Um, and I understand, of course we understand, and I know a lot of you listeners understand, uh, that we, we're we going to struggle to make heaven, but we can be victorious. Um, because we uh, seek the Lord. Now, I had an uncle tell me, I called my uncle, uh, and uh, I asked him about, you know, how to start a business and stuff because he had an ice cream, um, nice little place, and he's running his own business. So I was talk talk to him and and I said, Uncle, Uncle, his name was Uncle Leonard, and I was like, man, um, tell me about uh, starting your own business. He said, man, you know what? He said, what you want is peace, and I got so mad. <laughs> I got so mad at Uncle Leonard. <laughs> I got so mad at him. But I ain't say nothing. I said, okay, 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 yeah, okay, yeah, okay. And I was like, when I got off the phone, man, I'm like, come on, man. I wish I would have never called. But that was that was like seven, eight years ago. And I still remember that conversation and and I and and when I got truly saved, it says that Jesus will bring his peace. He says that that, that he would keep us in perfect peace, whose eyes we stayed on him. It's 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 a perfect it's a it's a peace, regardless sometimes of what's going on. Now, if you get your if your child gets hurt, you know something like that. Yeah, you're gonna be sorrowful, and you know. But even in the sorrowful, you know, you're still much peaceful than because you have God, and you know that God is gonna heal, but. I would rather be a doorman in the kingdom of God than sit in the cap. I mean, y'all know what I'm saying. I mean, it's 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 an awesome delight to just be a, 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 a Christian and to know that you, you know, God speaks to us throughout the day. He deals with us um, with with our attitudes, you know. Sometimes we get strifeful. Sometimes we get mad. Sometimes we get angry. And I can feel God coaching. It's not me. I can feel it. I know it. I know. It. I know it's God. And um, you, you let it happen. You just let it happen because once you let it happen, the correction, and and you obey it, the peace comes again. 
And the peace, once once you've lost your peace for a few minutes, your objective is to let the peace of God rule your heart. So once your peace comes back, you know that that Holy Spirit is in there and he's trying to tell you something if you don't have peace. So when you go around somebody say, man, I just have a strange feeling about this guy, man. I don't, I just feel uncomfortable. That's the Holy Spirit. That's God. Now, if you just go in there and say, I don't like this person, you know, you know, he's just giving me a funny feeling. That may, that you might be wanting to read First John, where it talks about he who hates his brother. <laughs> you might want to read John. It kind of square you up. But um, if you um, if you if you if you're seeking God with 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 your heart and your mind, all your heart and your mind. He he said that to some somebody came up and said, "What's the what's the number one you know." commandment and he jesus like to love god with all your heart mind and soul the second one like to love your neighbors yourself you would have a peaceful life and you got to get nailed down you have to nail down your contentment i want that motorcycle could you buy me that motorcycle baby no we gotta just make sure you know this 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 happens let's give to the church you know <laughs> you got to be content folks um, and I know I'm covering a lot of stuff, but you got to be content for what, the things that you have, and you have to be understand that you're blessed. Some of the poet, the poorest Americans are blessed more than the richest other you know countries, or the the poorest countries, people in the poorest countries. Um, of course, you will want to you know do better for your family. I mean that's just obvious. Um, but where's your eyes at? Um, where, 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 where are you looking at? Are you looking at material things? Um, where's your eyes at? Are you, are you, are you believing that Christ can come back at any minute? Uh, I think I believe Christ can come back at any minute, but I, I do believe Rosh Hashanah will play a part. And I, I, I mean, I know people say, well, nobody knows the damn hour. Um, I think the church don't need to know too much about Rosh Hashanah because uh, if they do, uh, then they might just be ready. <laughs> no, nah, I was just joking. I kind of contradicted myself, but I think the church shouldn't know about Rosh Hashanah. But 10 years ago, I would say no. Because if they know that the generation is not complete and then they know that Rosh Hashanah it has to be Rosh Hashanah, then between Rosh Hashanah and two Rosh Hashanahs, they can go to clubs. As long as they don't get shot, you know, stabbed, get in a car wreck, they can just keep doing what they've been doing before. They can go, you know, send a couple of emails to the, to a, to the opposite sex and when they married. And, and then when Rosh Hashanah comes back, they straighten up again. I don't think that I don't think Rosh Hashanah was meant for the church. I think it was meant for after the church is gone, and for the Jewish people to look upon Rosh Hashanah and say, "Hey, this is that was that that is it. That's that's the church being taken out by God." And uh, now we're in time of Jacob's trouble. Like my son say, Rafi trouble his his other older brother. You heard him on the commercial. Right, he says Rafi trouble. That was Rafi on the commercial. He's always saying, well, Rafi, he's like four years old, and Rafi's nine. Rafi be 10, the Lord wills, in October. He said, Rafi, trouble. He's like a prophet. I swear, man, my, my four-year-old is prophetic. He's a prophet. 
He feels like a prophet sometimes because he says some of the strangest stuff and they come true. Well, uh, uh, Jacob's trouble is, is coming, and it's part of the uh, day of the Lord. Now, the day of the Lord, the Bible says in Peter, is a thousand years, and a thousand years is of a day to God. So, <clears throat> in Hosea, it says that after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we'll be in his sight. Um, to put those two together, that's telling you something. It's telling you that after 2,000 years of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and sitting at the right hand of the Father, 2,000 years later, uh, and, and the Bible says in Isaiah, a nation should be born in one day. And that'll be a clock. That'll be that'll be the tip off of this um, two thousand years or two days, you know. And the generation in Psalms ninety will not will be seventy to eighty years. So any time between the seventy years, which is nineteen forty eight to two thousand eighteen onward, uh, the generation will end. So he says, give or take, you know, eighty years. So. Um, the things that you see happening, you can relate it to birth pains. And my wife, when she had her babies, the birth pains were, you know, they hit first. And then, you know, a couple of, you know, 30 minutes later, another one hit. And then 30 minutes. And then as time goes on, they get, the, the, the increments get closer and closer together. So there are more contractions until she has the baby. Well, the things I see in the news will make it that the baby's going to be had. And if 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 we have to, if we, we, we're not going to take the lady home because she has to have the baby now. And as you look at <coughs> the world's um, <coughs> scale, if you look at the world geopolitically, economically, uh, religiously, you know, and then and and also uh, environmentally, uh, you look at the world as far as earthquakes and and, you, and it's just earthquakes all over the place, and, and you, you get these contractions that are happening so so much that it's hard to say that she's going to take the husband's going to take the wife back home. It ain't going to happen, folks. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to make trying to say verse says the Lord. I'm just saying. I'll be surprised if we go if we go another year. I'm not saying we won't. I'll just be surprised, um, probably because there's just too much stuff going on, and it's just and and a lot of the preachers that I'm listening to are believing the, the general the ones that are you know like you know um, Chuck Smith and you know um, Mark Hitchcock and all these guys they believe that. You know, Christ is coming back soon. Uh, Joe Rosenberg, whatever his name is, did the epicenter. Uh, they believe it's coming quick. I mean, some of the preachers, pastors, or uh, people that was on my show, um, you know, Tim James, uh, Terry James, excuse me, or um, Bill Silas, all these guys believe that it's close. It's like, Real close. If you talk to them, they don't say too much about you know. A little bit later, they they believe it's close. I only heard one guy say that he believes it's further off, and that was one out of about fifty of them. Uh, 
So I got I'm in the garage right now doing this show and I got you know, it's kinda of hooked up in here, but I got some neighbors that, that these young men are they they just they spend their money wisely and they got a lot of toys. So if you hear them <laughs> they they gotta work. They work Monday through like I think Sunday through Friday. And these cats, man, they do their money wisely. They they they're wise. If I was that wise when I was in the army, wow, I would that would have been nice. But uh, I'm not. I, wow. But anyway, they got motorcycles and things like that. But these guys are oblivious to what's happening. I talked to one of them. And I said they're talking, telling them about martial law and President Obama signing. You know, I'm nothing against my. I don't really mention President Obama too much. Y'all notice that I don't mention presidents too much. I didn't even mention George Bush as much. But I will tell you guys this: I believe the new world order is being set, ready to go. I think somebody could hit the flip, the light switch, and um, I believe, um, just like some brothers said, Rick Wiles and a few of his friends were on. A few of his brothers, brothers in Christ, were on. Um, uh, radio program and they were talking about eleven, 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 and uh, I heard about that at the time. Excuse me. Um, I heard about that at the time, eleven, 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 and uh, they were talking about witches. And what happened was the witches took off from New York, went went to California, L.A., and then after they got done, and I'll tell you what the witches did in a minute. The the witches from L.A. went to went back to New York and see what they were doing is. Is they were chanting uh, demonic uh, curses on the United States. In other words, they were calling down demonic forces. And if you read uh, Genesis chapter six, it talks about the sons of God coming down uh, to cohabitate and give, you know, and have sex with the women to have babies. And the sons of God is actually demons, uh, you know, fallen angels. And when these people on 11, 11, 11 did this stuff, uh, they opened up the Pandora's box. And I noticed people start eating people after that, and people start acting crazy after that. I'm literally, I'm telling you, people ain't even in Spokane having a news program. Uh, you know, my wife came home and said, you hear about the the lady just got staffed for no reason? I know, I know stuff has been happening like that before. That's not the problem. But the problem is this increase. And um, then you have, like, Madonna, you know, in the Super Bowl, and then you have Nicki Minaj and you know on the Grammys and go figure. Uh, Whitney Houston's post self was up in the hospital, uh, in the hotel at the same time, still in the hotel. I mean, all this stuff is crazy. You know, I can go in the Whitney Houston thing, <laughs> but I won't. I stay out of there. But I, I just think they they were giving sacrifices to, to, to. Whoever Kambashia, the the demon. I just made that up. Don't don't take don't don't, don't take that too far. But uh, the Olympics. I was praying that nothing happened to Olympics because I hate I hated nine eleven when that happened because I thought everything was just so artificial. How do you know Osama bin Laden did it within hours after the towers were hit? Don't you got to do some investigations? Oh, oh, we saw them at a bar and they were having fun singing 99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer. I mean, come on. Are you serious? 19 hijackers. And we still got their paperwork on the ground, even though the firmite in the building burned for weeks after. But we still got the papers 
you know, just Tower 7 falling down by itself. Go check it out. Put in Tower 7 on YouTube. You see what I'm saying. <laughs> just ridiculous, man. Unfold people, 3,000 people died for no reason, and then Iraq had no connection to... <sighs> okay, let me stop complaining. Forgive me, God. I mean, just... I just, I mean, this world, man, is just crazy. And I don't, and I don't look at everything the glass half full, empty. I look at everything. I'm a, I'm a joyful person, but sometimes that stuff get, get just get you, just get you rattled. I mean, it's like, wow. I mean, how? And I, and, and if you could pull the wool over somebody's face, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the people whose wool you pulling over their face. <laughs> I'm mad at the American people. I mean, how could you, how could you not? figure this stuff out because we're too busy living our lives and sending Ray Ray to school and 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 going from holiday to holiday and and from from funeral to funeral and from sickness to sickness I mean everybody's you know in, in concerned about their life and well-being which is understandable but if you know that you they pull the wool over us and uh on 9/11 then you know that they're going to pull the wool some other day on you. They're not done yet. And uh, I think the wool is going to be pulled over everybody's face. And the Bible says, and God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe the lie. If they got over 9-11, they're going to get over illusions. And, they, and I'm thinking, sitting here thinking, are they actually going to get over on a UFO and, uh, uh, coming and, and, and landing and 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 saying we are from planet Trutron, you must give us all. And it's demons. It's really demons sitting up there talking to Satan. And he's like, go down there and fool them. Okay, let's go. You know, <laughs> and I can see some of my aunties and some of my cousins or some of the people in the military just say, did you see that last night? That's pretty, you know, Captain. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I mean, I just don't understand how. I mean, I have a, a brother, man, as a cousin. You know, brothers, man, they, they, they. I ain't saying no white people on them Puerto Ricans ain't cool, but brothers cool. So I got my cousin. You know, I ain't gonna mention his name or nothing, but I'm trying to tell him about nine eleven, man. I say, man, I even can talk to just normal business suit dudes. You know, Caucasian guy in a, in a suit, and he'll listen more than my cousin. My cousin's just like brainwashed. I was like, man, dude, man, Tower 7, look it up. Oh, man, you, I don't want to hear about that, man. I, I, I believe in the government. I said, hey, I was in the Army. I prayed for the government every day. But that don't mean I, I'm going to shut my eyes. You know, they put mercury in your kids' food. You know, all that stuff that the mercury and and flu shots, this poison and stuff like that. The Bible says that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So what's so hard about aspartame and soda? And I got I got soda. I ain't gonna show y'all the brand because they might try to sue me. No, I ain't, my my videos ain't that popular. <laughs> They're not even close. I'm kind of glad after some of the comments people put in there. But this soda right here, that's regular soda. I really don't drink that much soda because it makes me droggy. But I just told my wife, man, I'm gonna hit the soda bank. To, we're gonna hit the soda tonight. I'm gonna drink some soda. And um, and and. Aspartame is in diet soda. Now, aspartame and diet soda really eat your brain cells. I mean, I can forget where I parked at as soon as I get out the car when I'm drinking diet soda. 
And I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not blowing it out of proportion. I'm for real. I'm. A, I'm private. I can. I have a testimony. I can give y'all the testimony. The testimony is, when I drink diet soda, my brain is fried. I, it would take me drinking water for about a week before my memory is good. I don't. Re- I mean, it's serious. That's some serious. But and it gave me. And drinking too much diet soda at the time gave me um, sleep apnea. And when I stopped drinking diet soda, the sleep apnea left. And Satan's trying to kill y'all through the government. Satan's trying to kill you through um, whatever he can kill you through. Satan don't want you uh, alive. Satan wants you dead. And um, if you think that I mean, you you don't think the government's doing that to your your drinks, and you just keep drinking them, keep drinking them artificial sweeteners, and and see, we're saved by Jesus Christ, of course, but Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Now, the truth is in the middle because it connects to the 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 way and the life, but when you look at the Bible. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Now, in order to hear something, it has to land on your head, your brain. So the devil is going to try to attack that area where you hear the gospel the most. Of course, he's going to attack it physically, spiritually, religiously. But a lot of times he's attacking it through food. And a lot of times he's attacking it through television, or of course, what, what, what you hear, what you see. But a combination, if he can get to the food source and, and make make your uh, DNA, or if he makes your uh, just the normal cell cells work a different way, and if he makes your brain communicate slower with your your nerve system, uh, then he can come in with uh, his information war. So he wants to soften your brain with soft kill. And then come in and and give you information that uh, that makes you think slower. So if you're thinking slower, like if you send kids out and they send them, you know, they go to school, they go to school first, and then on Sunday they go to uh, Sunday school. Then their brain is working slower because they're eating garbage. And so, so especially aspartame, diet soda. You letting your kids drink diet soda. I mean, you're gonna hear the gospel. They're gonna think they're gonna they're gonna be like the gospel ain't gonna make no sense to them because their brain power is gonna be so. And that's exactly what the devil's doing. I know it might not make no sense, but the devil's at war with your mind. And see, the offensive weapon is the word of God, and it can be used as a blocking tool too. But the most of the shield of faith is saying, okay, this is objective to the word of God. This 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 is not the word of God. This is doesn't make any sense because I read the word of God. See, he wants to keep you stupid. He wants to keep you fluoride. They say fluoride is 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 to make especially men sort of okay. All right, I see. Nineteen plane hijackers hit the building. Nine of them still alive. <laughs> he wants he wants you stupid. So. I mean, he wants you to put stick some earphones, music in your ear, or 
What's up, you this silly woman? He wants you to keep that music in your ear and then keep keep filling you up with garbage, corn syrup, corn starch. You say, well, what are you talking about? You you got you drinking it tonight? Tonight? I ain't drinking it no more for a long time. You can ask my wife. I drink Diet Right. Diet Right has doesn't have all that garbage in it. Diet Right is good, good for me, good, very good. Diet Right is cool. I mean, I ain't got no no problems with Diet Right. Uh-huh. I don't I don't have the side effects. You know, really sleepy and can't get up and and you know, just mind slow. But it, it, we we need the Word of God on a daily basis. We don't need to just stock up on soda and then the word, you know, stock up on food. The Bible says we 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 should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And if we are to live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, then um, we we should be watching. What we take in, just like the Bible, I mean, just like the world says we should watch what we eat. Well, if you're watching what you eat, you should be watching what you what you hear. And and anything that's subjective to the word of God needs to be uh, watched closely. Real closely, because if somebody's trying to sell you some garbage, you're going to know what garbage you're being sold. So I'm going to take a break right quick. We'll be right back. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in three, two, one. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. The truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So set back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy October 30th, 1991, President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTurnan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, 
as America has done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. All right, that's an um, awesome book, book, y'all should look into getting that. Uh, check out my website on www.prophecyzoneradio.com. <laughs> we should be updating that thing every day. We're going to start tomorrow. Um, also, um, check out my Facebook page. Um, I got a couple of them, a Facebook page, at uh, Prophecy Zone Radio News and The Prophecy Zone. And um, I'm going to make try to get this other one the Lord wills uh, but uh, if he doesn't that's fine with me uh, it's called Truth Elements and uh, y'all might not like that one because I'm going to talk more about uh, uh, if, I, if I even get to it before the rapture of the church but I'm going to be talking about you know things like Whitney Houston and and the music industry without without getting lukewarm in the, in the maze of Stuff and there'll be other people coming on the show to, you know, to we not won't be talking about too much of the music industry as much as we gonna be talking about why the black brothers ain't going to the churches and what what makes them stop going to church. What makes the white brother white white guys stop going to church? Well, they might have a connection there. Um, I think it's a global thing rather than a a color thing. Uh, I bet you twenty dollars if I was a betting man, which I'm not. You can probably nail down the common thread between all races and the reason why they stop going. Because uh, obviously, uh, humans, uh, the flesh wants to do what it wants to do, and uh, regardless of who who you are, I mean, one man's garbage is another man's treasure. So if you want to stop going to church to wash your car like some people do in the Army, or if you want to just spend time with, you know, sitting on the couch watching football, uh, uh, there's a common thread. And the reason why uh, people uh, drop out of church is, is not because of the brothers. You know, there's women that drop out of churches. Uh, it's just not brothers. It's just maybe it's just not in. Maybe it's not hip. Uh, we know where We know it's hip. We know it brings you perfect peace. And then they they talk about, you know, a lot of people talk about, like, uh, now I'm not saying that Abraham wasn't depressed at one time or, uh, you know, Elijah wasn't when he's stuck in a cave and Cinderella, uh, uh, Jezebel, woman, what's her name? Abraham and Jezebel. She was uh, chasing him, and he's, like, stuck up in the cave. I mean, I'm not saying some of these guys wasn't depressed at one point or another. That's human nature. But to say you're depressed and a Christian, what I would say to you is that, just like I said earlier, God will keep us in perfect peace whose eyes have stayed upon him. So a depressed person might say, well, okay, time's up, Jesus. I gave you a week. Well, give him a year and see what happens. I'm not here to talk about y'all, I mean you or anybody else. I was so depressed one time in my life that I forgot what day it was. Uh, I don't never get depressed anymore. Um, I mean, I'm serious, folks. When I was in the Army the first time, I was at Vancouver Barracks, Washington, and I was so 
depressed. I wasn't really depressed. I was actually happy somewhat, but I was depressed at times, and I would just be so stressed because the the arm that I didn't understand the army and why why this and why that. And I was in an easy place, so I don't get it. Um, but I was depressed some before, so I can tell y'all that Christians, to me, some preachers say, well, should Christians get de- get depressed? When you if you're focused on yourself. You're going to get depressed, folks. Um, the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And the second one is like it. Love, you know, love your neighbors yourself. So if you love your neighbors yourself, and you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, of course you're going to love yourself because he just told you to love the, your neighbor as yourself. So God is expecting you. So it's like when they say, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Well, Christ loved the church. I have to love my wife like Christ loves church. Or it says in the scriptures, you know, what type of man will be, you know, take his body and do mean things to it. Well, love, do, do you know, love your wife, clean, wash your body. You wash your body, you, you take care of your wife. Um, and I, I love my wife, you know. So it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't easy. Um, and I'm not sitting up here trying to be better than nobody else. I was depressed. Just like alcohol. I, mean, I had my somebody in my family get mad at me because I was talking about, you know, Jesus wanted to break the bondages of alcohol or, or even pornography. And, and he got mad at me because I was telling him the truth. What's so bad about, I mean, you don't want to hear the good news that Jesus came to, to save sinners. And he also came to free us from sin, set the captives free. You want to be in bondage? I don't want to be in bondage. You know, you know, there, you know, there's attitude problems in the faith, right? You know, you know, Christians have attitude problems. And he, when he says he comes back from a church without spot or blemish, we we need to worry about uh, what attitudes we have on a daily basis. Oh well, I don't go to sleep with nobody that's not my wife, and I don't, I don't look at porn, and I don't eat. You know this, and I, I know I'm kind of sarcastic tonight. I think it's because of the soda, but because <laughs> I, I just—I mean, I've been—I've been down the road, you know, before, and I guess it doesn't give me the license because the Bible does tell us to, uh, to, uh, you know, do it in love, and I am doing it in love. I just think it's funny sometimes when I've been through it and. I don't know how else to tell y'all to just get close to the Lord. And it's not being religious. I'm not saying to just get close to the Lord. I'm telling y'all to get close to the Lord. <laughs> you won't do it. I'm serious. I mean, well, I just keep slipping and falling and, and you know, like, and I, excuse me, some ladies out there, I mean, plug your ears if you don't want to hear this, but, and, and women have the problem too, masturbation. Okay. God forgive me for offending anybody out there, but masturbation, okay? So you have to worry about uh where you at. If you go if you if you if you have problems sexually, then first of all you need to do a blitzkrieg in your house. And you need to just shut down all everything. Just shut down everything for about a week. And then get on your face and start serving, to seeking God. Because remember, Jesus said, if you're not willing to cut off your right hand 
or poke out your eye. That's priority. He's saying he's not telling you literally. If he tells you to love your wife as Christ, love the church, or love your neighbors yourself, you don't. You're not going to cut your own arm off because he just told you to love your wife and you love yourself. Or you know, what I'm saying he's not going to tell you to cut your hair off. So that's not the point. The point is priority wise. Are you willing to understand that if your arm causes you to sin, uh, and he's telling you to cut it off? Or if your if your if your eyes causing you to sin to cut it off, that's priority, folks. So if you have a priority and your priority is if it's that important to cut off your arm and cut off your your eye, he says, What type of person would rather I would rather go into I would rather be lame than go into hell. So if you're going to the mall at six o'clock and you in the and you and you in you in the you you in the hood and you know these ladies got some skinny dresses on about the size of your hand and these mini skirts, you don't put yourself in that position. You stay out of the area. If you go into the magazine section in the store and you in a party store and you just coming to get it, I mean, you don't go past the porn, you know, the, the Playboy section and then get on your tippy toes. <laughs> You don't, you don't do that. You stay away from that area. I mean, you flee useful lust. You flee it. You cut everything out. Just like on, uh, uh, what's the name of that movie? Fire Proof about the married couple when the dude was having problems sexually. Um, he took the computer and just took a brick and just hit it. Pow, pow. And then and the old man next door was looking at him like shaking his head like, what the heck are you doing? But I mean, you you flee that stuff. If you're 45 years old, like I am, or 50, or if you're even 30, you flee useful lust. You understand that if you understand, if you get a grasp that hell is hot, and understand that you should be loving the Lord your God, you know, go to God and and surrender your life to Him, and give it about a week, and just keep and ask God to change your heart. I mean, read this word. Just keep reading this word, and when you're done, read it. And then when you're done, keep reading it. Turn off all that stuff. Turn off the TV. Turn off the football. I mean, I mean, what, what's what's more important? You watching your team possibly lose, or you gain salvation? And then you got a DVR. You can just tape it. That's mean, ain't it? Because I don't get to watch my team. You ain't gonna get to watch yours. I'm just joking. I'm serious, folks. I mean, I didn't even know who my team was playing this week until until like the last minute. And we went to church in the morning, and 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 I was like, I still was hesitant on finding out what the final score was. I mean, God delivered me from that. I mean, God will deliver, folks. He will. He sets man free. He will. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. The closer you get to Christ, the closer you go into that circle. Imagine the bullseye. You know, you ever play bullseye, and, and you got the arrow, you know, darts, and you're throwing a dart. In the center of the dart of the of the bullseye is a a little circle, and you, you in order to enter heaven, you got to aim. And the person that you're aiming at is Jesus Christ. The person that you're you're the the kingdom of God. You're aiming 
to to have a relationship with Christ and to to keep us keep keep his commandments and to live a holy life and to to seek the Lord. So if you're aiming at somewhere else on the dartboard, you're not going to hit the circle in the middle. Um, and if you're aiming at the wall behind you when you're supposed to be aiming at the wall in front of you, you're not going to be aiming at the right place. So the Bible says set your affections on things above, not on things on earth. I know I kind of repeat myself, but I'm trying to make a point. The point is the closer you get to Christ, the the more your heart is engaged, because you know when you like something. I mean, if you don't like something, your wife try to drag you somewhere, your husband try to take you somewhere, and you don't like it. Your heart ain't just your heart ain't there. If you if you if your if your if your your mother in law come over and say, come on, come on, come on, Ginger, I'm gonna take you to the the bingo. You just sitting there bored as out outdoors. But then when you take your mother-in-law shopping, you're just as happy and she's just as bored outdoors. You can't force that. But when, see, when you, when you, when you go to Christ, get your, that relationship, man, is the important thing. And, and, and being, being in a relationship with Jesus, it's just like Israel. He protect Israel through the night. He was, had a fire in the air, uh, fire of cloud, and in the the daytime, he had a pillar of cloud following him. Uh, He protected Israel. I mean, he protected the Israelites. I mean, he's protected his people throughout history. Um, Actually, the people in the New Testament got it kind of bad because we we became murderers. People became murderers in the New Testament rather than in the Old. The only time they got murdered in, in the Old Testament was they doing wrong. You don't see nobody in the Old Testament getting killed just off of, I think I'll just kill them. You know, in the New Testament, people were after the Christians. But um, through many trials and tribulations, you were in there happen. Through many, through many um, uh, tests, by many, and it ain't God testing, it's just the world itself. It's just that people can't stand Christians, especially now. I mean, you want to make it to heaven now, folks. You want to hear the trumpet sound now. You don't want to go through this stuff. If y'all listen to this radio pro- program. Y'all know Jesus Christ is your personal savior. It's, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Remember T.D. Jakes? That's about the only good thing you ever did. <laughs> get ready, get ready, get ready. I mean, get ready is a good word, but it ain't for for for, for uh, prosperity. It's mostly for entering heaven. You got to get ready, folks. You got to be ready. If you're not if you're not gonna if you're not ready, don't play with God. God ain't stupid. It's the economy stupid. It's your soul stupid. <laughs> I can't call nobody stupid. <laughs> it's your I mean it's your soul. It's your soul at stake. God God cares about you. I mean he cares. He cares. And he does not want to see anybody perish. I don't not man, I get tired just thinking about going through the tribulation period. <sighs> And it says that you'll be running from a bear and you'll run in the house thinking everything's good, shut the door, and you put your hand on the wall and there's a spider. And this is a rant. I admit it. I admit it, Lord Jesus. This is a rant. But this has been on my mind. This has been on my mind. Just just the walk with Jesus. 
the walk of the still in the night. When when you when you in the garden, when when you think about Adam and Eve in the garden, they say they walk, walk with God in the still of the day. And then, and you think about the walk. You you think about um, Enoch. So Enoch walked with God. And he pleased God. How do you please God? How do you please God? Well, how do you walk with God daily? How do you walk with God? It says in the piece of scripture, my brain is like fried, but it says, <coughs> I think it's Peter, but it says, um, what is it? What is it? What is it? Anyway, somebody help me out. I have a chat room open, but it says, uh, it says, uh, pray without ceasing. So what is that? Is that just, well, lay me down to sleep, well, let's do my soul to keep? No, it's not. It's it's a relationship with Christ. It's like, Lord Jesus, help me get up these stairs. My back is killing me. Or, Lord Jesus, I pray that my keys are in the car and then I didn't leave them somewhere. Oh, Lord Jesus, help my stupid daughter. I mean, my stupid daughter, my crazy, my crazy daughter. Oh, please, God, forgive me for calling her stupid. Oh, God. Oh, I need to pay that bill. Please, God, help me, help me, Lord Jesus, help that, help this. Uh, I'm hoping that they just let me make a, you know, appointment for my my son's ears. Oh, Lord Jesus, you know, just help me, just do this, God. Lord God, what do you want me to give? Who do you want me to give to the, today? You know, I mean, I that's how it is. It's just, it's a relationship. It's it's not just. Let me go to church on Sunday and we put my suit on and tie my tie and get the kids in the car and bag up the car and go to the church and press my, let me sign this welcome slip for the 50,000th time and go and listen to the sermon and come home and, oh, I forgot the sermon and just do it again on the next week. I'm just, I'm just like, I mean, is it? I mean, is it repetition? It's just repetition. All, I mean, you're not saved by repetition. We're not saved by going to church. But he says, "Do not forsake the gathering assembly of yourselves." So it's 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 something God wants you to do. When you obey God, then you're doing the right thing, and and you're in right standings with God. Because he says he says that Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. I believe God. He says by faith, by faith, by faith. By faith, you know, if you read Hebrews chapter 11, by faith, such and such did this. Now, put insert your name in there. By faith, Phil believed that Jesus will come back on the, you know, soon and rapture him out of here. Actually, yeah, that sounds about right. There's a lot of people out there believe Jesus Christ is going to come, and he's going to say to his angels and to his father, how, you know, welcome into the heaven, you know. Well done, my good and faithful servant, because you had faith to believe that I was coming back like I said I was. The the, the next show, you know, I want to talk about Bible prophecy and not rant so much, but I had to get that off my, my chest, is that the walk with God will keep you. And God will make sure that you will be ready at his coming. And that is part of of what God does. And I'm going to read, um, before we go off, <clears throat> I'm going to read um, some uh, the verse that I said earlier that an uh, individual gave me at, a, at, at the plasma bank when I was thinking about coming out west with no money in my pocket. And he told me to go home and pray about it and gave me the scripture. 
and I ended up going in the army, and then I ended up talking to more people than I probably ever talked to before my whole entire life about Jesus on the streets. And then I went to Oklahoma and did the same thing. So God was using me. Uh, and the first thing somebody asked me when I got to Hawaii is, if you'd have died tonight, where would you go? And I said, probably hell. Yeah. Ding, 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 you win a free trip <laughs> to heaven. No, I was joking. <laughs> but it says in um, Philippians um, chapter 1, verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which have begun a good work and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And people see the people, what they want you to believe is that your chief aim is just to live here. No, your chief aim is actually to go to heaven. And the chief aim is for God to reign, reign down here and reign in heaven and for this earth to pass away. The end of the age is coming folks. We're in, we're there. Uh, and Jesus Christ died for your sins. And um, when he was on the cross, he said it is finished because he was the replacement. It says there's in, in, in Timothy 2, 5, this says there's only one meteor between God and man is Jesus Christ. The Bible says you must be born again. And you're born through the spirit of God. The spirit of God comes inside of your heart. But you must believe that Jesus Christ died rose and is sitting at the right hand of the father right now and uh this is the time folks this is the time to come out of your sleep if you were a christian before and you're backslidden uh, god wants you to come back to him remember the prodigal son the prodigal son, he says, my son was dead, but now he's alive. And now it's time. Jesus is coming back soon. Is it this year? Is it next year? The year after next? Two years go by fast. If it was two years from here. But I don't think so. Like I said earlier, the lady goes to the hospital to have the baby. The doctor don't just send her home. <laughs> she has the baby. And the birth pains are so close right now that I don't see it happening. But we we could be another year off. But what difference does it make? You can die right now and you're in, in the car wreck. God forbid. So Jesus say, just ask him. He says, I stand at the door and knock, Revelation 3.20. If anybody opens up the door, I'll open up and I'll come into them. And they're wine with me, and I wine with them, or I sup with them, or I sup with me. In other words, Jesus is saying, "Say a prayer. Mean it. Will you be my savior, Lord? I'm sorry for what I've done." And He will open His arms and give you a big hug. And you, and you might not feel anything right away, but you are in the kingdom of God. Now, when you get up from that prayer, remember that God wants you. He wants your life. And he wants to use you. And he wants to do something with you. Just like you see me doing right now, the Lord wants you to work for him. Now, we're not saved by works. We're saved by grace. But 
He's going to use you in a mighty way, even if it's really close. And God does not grade on time clock. You get a worker come in at 3 o'clock in the morning, one come in at 6, one come in at 9, so forth and so on, all the way up to the the ninth time. And they all come to, to get paid. And the person who comes at midnight gets paid the same as the person who works work early in the morning. says, I've been here all this time, and you you pay me the same thing as a new person. Well, the thief on the cross got saved, and he couldn't come He couldn't come down. So the Lord is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter in. He's going to have three, four, five cities, and to my one. And you're going to say, wow, I can't believe this. <laughs> this guy. We did all of this, just like the prodigal said. We did all of this stuff, and we don't get anything. I don't care, me, myself. You know, I don't really give a darn because I'm just praising God. But I'm not going to sit up here and sin. So when I get in heaven, I'll be, you know, you know, I, I don't want to hear the Lord say, you know, you practice sin, and then you repent it, but. You didn't do what I wanted you to do because you were too occupied with struggling with sin. So like I said before, folks, God will free you from the bondages of sin. And uh, that is so true indeed. Well, anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, play a couple of commercials. We'll be right back to say goodbye for the night. Romans 6.23 says... For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone on Box Talk Radio. October 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence? Or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcturnan.name. Shows are going to be really serious. I'm not going to be laughing as much. Uh, I just had a, a, a little giggle tonight. But uh, on a serious tip, uh, we're we're close to the uh, rapture of the church. Um, could be a year, but um, 
Could be two years. But uh, I don't, I, I mean, I hate to tell you this. I've been studying this for 17 years. I've never seen it like this before. Uh, like I say, the woman ain't going to get sent back home. But um, God bless everybody out there. Uh, y'all have a wonderful day. I'm probably going to use an outro to talk, you know, but God bless y'all. Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in three, two, Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in three, two, one. The Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East, the mark of the beast, the European superstate, Russia, China, Syria, and more. So sit back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. Prophecy Zone. I'd like to thank y'all for listening, um, for Justin TV people. Um, God bless y'all. Um, and uh, check us out tomorrow. Keep checking us out. Um, probably going to be putting more videos up uh, as time goes on. But uh, God bless y'all. Y'all have a wonderful night. See y'all later.